everyone. Welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And to make sure we do this right, Daniel. What say you we do, we do the intro today, Clint? Let's, let's make sure. Hey, listeners, this is our intro. Mm. We're okay. now entering the introductory phase of the podcast episode. Please <laughs> yes, enjoy yourself. Exactly. Please enjoy yourself. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and take this tour with us. Uh, Daniel and I are... One is one is a lifelong Georgia fan. That's Daniel. One is a recent fan. That's me, Clint. Uh, we are fans of UGA, and we bleed red and black. One of those colors is is pretty obvious, but the it's other the one, same color weird. everyone bleeds. Uh huh. Right. Exactly. But one of them is black, which means it's that's the sign of a significant uh, circular circulatory like va- cardiovascular disease. Got to be. You need to you need to stop what you're doing and seek medical attention immediately. You should, if that seek is you. It, you should see a doctor immediately. Don't wait four hours. <laughs> like don't wait. No. Don't wait four no. hours. Just go ahead and seek seek medical advice. Don't immediately. finish the podcast as the tornado's upon you. Get to the shelter. Okay. You get to <laughs> Just, the clinic. If you learned anything from the podcast, go see the doctor this week. It's I'm uh, not, it's we are, probably not coronavirus, but it just you should just have somebody check it out. Who knows? Uh, we're huge fans, and we talk like fans do because we're not experts or gurus of any side of insider information, but we are fantastic at being fans, Daniel. That's right. Uh, and we assume you're a Georgia fan as well, and so this podcast is for you. It's for fans. It's by fans. It's real fan talk. It's not... Um, yeah, we don't work for media outlets. We're not trying to meet any quotas. We're not representing anyone other than ourselves. We are just Georgia fans. And so um, mm-hmm. uh, you get the real unfiltered content, which sometimes maybe you appreciate and often you maybe cringe at. But that's, you know, it's just sort of what you get when you have fan conversations. If you would like to join in those conversations, we would love to have you. You can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast if you have ideas for the show, thoughts and opinions about our thoughts and opinions. If you have uh, takes that you want to give us if you want to argue with us about something, if you want to state your opinion about something, if you want to make your feelings known about something. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you like the show and you want to say something positive, you can certainly email us. We would prefer if you would just go give us five-star review, maybe uh, mm-hmm. a rating, leave us a review, say something nice there. That helps other people find the show. All those things are things that you can do for us. We're here every day, Monday through Friday. Today is Tuesday, and so it's uh, early in the week, but we got lots to talk about. Um, uh, <clears throat> and so we're gonna we're gonna jump into it. Before we jump into it today, though, Clint, we should say uh, last week on the show we mentioned the need to have a locked on Bulldogs glossary. We talked about. We oh my about, gosh, guys! We talked about guys, the need. This is, this is an incredible thing that happened. Just so you know, da- like what I need to intro what Daniel's introing. This was one of the best things that has happened to me in the last calendar year. Okay, uh, it not only do we have um, the greatest fans of the show mm-hmm. in the world, you guys uh, are the best. You listeners, we have the greatest listener base. We also we give them a hard time. But we do. We have the greatest executive producer, intern, audio engineer, uh, legal counsel, uh, general catch-all volunteer, uh, Michael, 
Uh, Michael's a real person. I don't know if you know that or not. In fact, <laughs> I, I actually know for a fact that, do you know this, Clint? Multiple listeners have actually written in and emailed us a glossary. I don't know if you've checked the email, but multiple. I, I have checked the email. Not just Michael. Michael's, Michael made us a Lockdown Bulldogs glossary. That's the point we're getting at right here, if that wasn't yes. obvious by now. But multiple listeners have also sent us a Lockdown Bulldogs glossary, and every single one of them has it's listed different. producer Michael, executive producer <laughs> intern Michael. Every single one of them has listed Michael as a fictional character. As a person who does not exist. Like, guys, he's as real as they come. He's as real as it gets, guys. Um, but, but yeah, so we are in the process of, of compiling from all of you. Um, we're in the process mm-hmm. of compiling an official Locked on Bulldogs glossary. Executive producer intern Michael did a lot of the work for us. Um, you guys have uh, have chimed in with some great ideas. Um, this and is so fantastic. We we are putting that together. We're going to put it out. We'll, maybe we'll put it out on Twitter. I don't know. We'll find a way to get it out to you. Um, <laughs> we got to get it out here. I'm, what's your favorite one off of intern Michael's sheet, Daniel? Do you have a sheet in front of you? Because I, I, I don't. I, I have it in front of me. Hold let me let me get it. You tell me your okay. favorite one, and then yeah. I will I'll get it pulled up as you're as you're looking. I, there are so many, so many. Uh, the formal apology. So formal apology we have on this podcast. That's the the lexicon. That's the term. The definition is the inevitable outcome of any hot take. That's, that's just it's dead on. It's a great it's the most definition. Thing there is it's a great definition. Uh, my favorite one. I do have the sheet pulled up. Um, I do like that the first adjective that he uses to describe Tiffany is spunky. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why, but I'm, I feel like there's something that Tiffany is. He, he describes Tiffany as being either a junior communications major hailing from Thomas Georgia, uh, hailing from Thompson, Georgia, which if there's ever been a more accurate guess as to where Tiffany is from. Uh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he says it's either she's either that or a 46 year old single man named Mark. So, yes, it's, it's yep. one or the other. My favorite one on the sheet is his definition for uh, Asher, which is oh, yeah. uh, hands down the smartest, most insightful commentator on the pod. Also, Daniel's young, uh, young son, longtime listeners only stick around and listen to the show in hopes that Asher will one day take over for his dad. That day is likely coming. Probably it's, it's coming, guys. Probably sooner rather than later. Um, kudos to you all. Kudos to you, Michael, first of all, for getting us this. Um, kudos to you all for uh, chiming in. We got some listeners that gave some definitions for words that Michael forgot, like Kerbanese. We got Kerbanese oh, on this. We got, mm-hmm. we got locks, a definition for locks, uh, which uh, Michael, uh, predicting robes made it onto oh, one of these predict- sheets. Tell see, me, tell me, candles got on there. I don't see anything about candles. We might have to. I add mean, it. candles. It sounds it sounds very simple, but we have a very particular definition we, of candles. We mean candles. something very specific when we say yes, um, candles. So uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll be getting that out to you. We'll we'll find a way to um, to get it to you. So uh, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for that. And um, 
That about does it for our entire first segment, Clint. We just <laughs> the intro. The intro. Went long, this guys. has been the introductory part of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will we'll be back with you shortly to talk about the real podcast, actual sports. <laughs> guys, this is fantastic. Okay, uh, we're here. Um, I, you said actual sports before the break. I'm not sure if we'll get around to actual sports today. But um, we're going to do, well, with our last two segments, we're going to do something a little bit different. Glenn, I'm going to let you explain this. Um, uh, we're going to, I guess we're going to alternate. You're going to take one segment and I'm going to take the other segment. But I'm going to let you explain. Uh, three minutes, uh, we're giving each other the floor. And then what's going to happen here? Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to cede the floor to Daniel. Daniel's going to take three minutes on the clock. He's going to have a take that I disagree with, that, I, that he knows I disagree with. And he's going to try to convince me in those three minutes. He, he has my undivided attention. Now, if you listen to the podcast and if you know Daniel and I, I don't think we've given each other three minutes talking straight without interruption in our entire lives. It's that that's unlikely. <laughs> it's, we interrupted again. Our friendship started at a heated argument over our likeness or our, our fondness over particular people. Uh, and there was no, there's no decorum when it comes to Daniel and I talking about things we disagree about. Okay. It's that, does, a, well, that goes out the window. On this podcast, when I talk for more than 30 seconds without you interrupting me, I start thinking you've fallen asleep or that you, or that you just, you've started reading Twitter or something in the middle of the show. And like, you may I'm never do my own back. thing. Like maybe yeah. I'll have to finish like, out this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Call oh, somebody my. else and get a guest. So and so, then, so then I'm trying to convince you uh-huh. of uh-huh. my of my opinion on something, and then you're going to have an opportunity yep. to respond. I assume. And then I'm going to have an opportunity to say, "Hmm, hmm, do I like this? Do I not like it?" All right. And then we're going to okay. and then we're going to reverse the roles. And then we're going to switch. And you're going to do the same for me. All right. So my, uh, yep. I'm going first. Is that is that what you're I'm, going first? Okay. Yes. All right. Let's go. Just let me know when my three minutes starts. Daniel, I cede the floor to you. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to take this three minutes to talk to you about a topic that is not only very important to me, but is also exceptionally timely. There's never been, one could argue, a better time for us to have this conversation. So it's fantastic that you came up with this segment idea for us uh, this particular week. Clint, do you know the month that it is? You're not allowed to talk during this three minutes, and so I'll just tell you, it is the month of March. And so, Clint, Mm -hmm. I'm here... On behalf of sane people everywhere, I'm here to tell you that it would be better, objectively better, for Georgia to win an NCAA basketball championship than for Georgia to win an NCAA <laughs> football championship. Don't, don't. If you could see Clint right now, he is in so much pain. <laughs> He's in so much physical agony. At the, th- at the thought of what I'm saying. Uh, Clint, let me explain to you why. I know your gut is, is screaming inside. And I know, you're, I know you're, you're, you're conjuring up all the 1980 and the long drought and how close we've been and the heartbreak and football. But I'm just, I'm just here to tell you that the greatest sporting event that the world has ever known is a little thing called the NCAA tournament. It is three weekends of pure joy in March, uh, culminating in the crowning of an NCAA basketball championship. Now, 
winning of the national championship in basketball is not better than winning of the national championship of football. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but I am saying the journey to get to a national championship in basketball is so much would be so much more enjoyable than the journey to get to a national championship in football. And it's a simple matter of math. It's arithmetic. Clint, how many games do you have to live and die, sweat out, in order to win a national championship in football? The answer is three. There's the SEC championship game. There's the college football playoff semifinal, and there's the national championship game. But to win a college basketball championship, you have to walk through the entire NCAA tournament, which is six games, six win or go home games, win or your season is over. Everything is on the line. Every play matters. Every second counts. Six full games of intense Uh, watching and agony and blood, sweat and tears all culminating in such an enjoyable victory, I can only imagine, that it would make it markedly more of an enjoyable run. Now, I'm not saying, again, the end product would be better. To have won a national championship in, in football would probably have a longer lasting legacy, but the journey would be better. Clint, what say you? Okay. Now, now you had me with the journey. The narrative approach to this, Daniel, was the correct approach on this because I like the agony of the ups and downs and the sweating it out is what I live for, okay? I just live for things that, that make me uh, really angry and anxious, if I'm being completely honest. That, sure. That kind of defines uh, a lot of what I like in life. So I like that. However, you, you had one arithmetic was, was incorrect on oh. one... Oh, okay. Key. I knew you feature. were gonna. I knew you were gonna come back at the, with this. I was. Li- I was hearing all the listeners in my head say this exact same thing, and I'm ready. I'm ready. Go you on. lose one football game in the SEC, your season's over. False, Daniel. It's not false. Well, it's not false. It's patently. It is not, it's patently false. It, unless unless your name is Nick Saban and you are patting the pockets of other jockey sniffing morons. Okay. It is pa- it is patently false in almost every no. season. No. So you no. you Daniel. lose one game okay. in every season, you can still win the national championship. It is almost 100% universally true. No. So your arithmetic's wrong. It's not three games. Okay, fine. Then it's at minimum not three games. Well, it just depends on when you lose As that you first suggested. game. Because if you lose that first game late in the year, then you don't have to sweat any of the first. You don't. Have, it's not the same kind of sweat. I understand that the no, regular true. season in college football means more than the regular season in college basketball. But that kind of argument is what kept us with a two-team BCS national championship game for decades instead of mm-hmm. expanding to a playoff. That same kind mm-hmm. of rhetoric is keeping us with a four-team playoff instead of what would be a vastly superior eight-team playoff because college football fans want the regular season to matter so much more. The regular season still matters, but the regular season is not the SEC championship game. It's not the college football playoff semifinals. It's not the national championship. You've experienced all three of those things, some of them multiple times. You know that the games in the regular season, while you live and die based on what happens in every one of them because you're a real fan— it's not the same agony as being in the NCAA tournament. Win or go home, this is the postseason. It matters. It matters more. It's different. 
it matters more. It matters for a shortened period of time. But and you're right. Football season, you go through agony, and then you have six or whatever days off before the next agony ensues. Or if you're like us, you just sit in agony, just a slow, dull roar of agony for that entire time. And yeah, you're right. The intensity, the the climactic climb up to the summit of March Madness, of everything that is the championship in, in basketball, is true. I, I grant you. It would not be more important. I, I hear the word enjoyable you're saying. Again, the narrative and the enjoyment intrigues me. But, but the lore of a national football championship trophy far superior to an NCAA championship basketball trophy, well, Daniel. I did my best. You did, you did your best. I, I did my best. I, you know what? Here, I'll say this. I'll say this, Daniel. You have, you have moved the needle in okay. that direction. Okay. 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 You've, done, mm-hmm. you've done your job there. Here we go. Give, uh, me, right. give me two years of Georgia making the NCAA tournament, maybe winning a game in the NCAA tournament, seeing, letting you feel, maybe even tasting a Sweet 16 game, like letting you feel the anxiety mm-hmm. leading mm-hmm. up to that game. Give me two years of that, and I think I'll have you. All right. Hey, I'm going to come back. I get the floor. Clint, All right, Daniel. I am going to pour myself a glass of whiskey. And okay. I'm just going to sit back and listen. I'm ready to take in whatever it is that you have to say. Um, I assume I'm going to disagree with you, but I'm, I'm coming into this with an open mind. I'm ready okay. to be persuaded. I see the floor to you, sir. Thank you, kind sir. <clears throat> Jamie Newman is the most important quarterback in the history of the University of Georgia. And there's not a close second. Here is why Jamie Newman is the most important quarterback in the history of UGA. One, he is our best shot at getting a national championship in the most important of times. Because the the guard is changing. We are in the midst of a guard changing. We're in the midst of an ascent to the top of the the hill, the, the Mount Olympus that is college football greatness. So the time that is here is most important. Secondly, the the recruiting class, the changeover at the University of Georgia, and the trajectory henceforth going forward. So not only is it time in college football, but it's time at UGA that this is the most inopportune time to to fail. Because if we fail here, we have built, we have the, the facilities, we have the money pouring in, we have the classes. This is the most talented team in the entire world. There are no holes outside of this position. There's there's nothing. You can go up and down the list. I just saw a list the other day, Daniel, that listed UGA in the top 10 best offensive line units in the entire nation. Now, I'm not going to go off rankings of best offensive lines. We've been there from last year. But if we have the most talented team we've ever had, if it's the time to strike because the change in the guard is happening, if now is it because Kirby's been given the time and he has all the talent and we, we have... Change the infrastructure, change the culture, change everything around. The iron is hot. And if we don't strike, we're going to miss an opportunity that doesn't come around often at all. Jamie Newman is the most important quarterback in the history of university. From henceforward, if we win the national championship, we will go down as one of the, the main staples in the modern era of national championship playoff contention era every year after this. You done? I'm done. That was only two minutes and five seconds, Clint. You sure? Daniel, I'm nothing. I'm nothing if not succinct. 
I don't know about that. I think maybe you just didn't have enough thoughts to back up your insane take. Um, maybe, maybe that's more like what it was. Um, listen, I don't. I have to be careful what I say here, because mm-hmm. people people have very sensitive feelings. Um. The only sense in which what you said is true is the sense in which there haven't been any very important quarterbacks in the history of UGA. And let's just... There have been beloved and revered and esteemed quarterbacks and extremely talented. And um, and high-achieving quarterbacks Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. University of Georgia. Let's not. But I don't think anybody really believes that Buck Ballou led us to a national championship in 1980. No one one makes that story. Anybody tooting that horn? I don't think Buck is tooting that horn. I don't think if he is, then Mm -hmm. God help him, dementia set in early. So I don't know what... uh, Listen, this that's not that's not a secret. And so you get back into like the forties and you start getting into like some Charlie Trippy type days and I think sure. But it's it's just hard to say that that guy is the most important player, you know, quarterback in the history of the University of Georgia. I you know, you're making a bet that we're winning the national championship this year. That's all you're doing here. And if we do win the national championship, one hundred percent you will be correct. Okay, 100% if we win the national championship, you will be correct. Jamie Newman will have been the missing link, and he will have come in. I'm going to say it is equally, if not more likely, though, that Mm. 10 years from now, the average Georgia fan does not remember who Jamie Newman is. I, I did not say the most revered. Than, I said the most important. Than it is uh, that he is the most important Georgia quarterback of all time. I would say it's equally likely that he is forgotten. That he is no. absolutely, that he is bypassed and forgotten. Um, Can we just... I just got that read option from Wake Forest burned into my brain, Clint. And I just, I don't can we, know. Can we if not it's, with that muddle huddle walk towards but, the line of scrimmage? But it's so real. Jamie Newman threw 11 interceptions last year. Um, mm-hmm. That's a lot of interceptions. Um, it's less than one a game. Okay. Are you happy with one interception every single game, Clint? Is I'm that... just, I'm just, it's, it's less than one. It's not a whole one, Daniel. Okay. It's less so than one a game. Okay, so almost every single game he throws an interception? Is that good? No, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. For you? Um, I, you know, he, he, he was a 60% passer. He threw for 2,800 yards. He averaged eight, do you think eight, eight we yards continue, an attempt. I, I don't know. Do you think we continue to recruit at the level we have if we do not make the college football playoff, if we if we go out in in horrible fashion? Do you think we continue to recruit at the level that we have? Yes. Honestly, so I do. you don't think... You you honestly think that just Kirby is just going to keep on pumping these out? You, how, now, no, 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 no. If we go nine and three... 
Um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And I'm play in the Citrus Bowl, we, then then maybe not. But like, if we win, I'm the saying East, we have another season like we did last just year like last and year. the year before. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Yes, really. The narrative of like this is the most talented team that Georgia's ever had is fine and probably true. But I think it's a bit overrated because I think this is now the norm. This is now Georgia. This is this is it. This is Georgia. And we're not comparing yeah. ourselves. We're not trying to win the national championship of best Georgia team of all time. We're not competing against other past Georgia teams. We're competing against other current college football teams. And what Georgia has proven is we are better than you know, 99.5% of all college football teams. And that's how we finish the season every like every year for the last few years. That's how we will continue to finish the season with the exception of a a blip here or there. We will finish in the top half a percent of all college football teams. How many years teams. do you think Kirby gets without winning a national championship? Does, is it, how much slack oh, is he given? This is another. This is another. This is. I feel like this is a whole segment right here. But I'm going to say maybe. Maybe we should make it a segment, Daniel. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to need to think about that. We might get okay, to that. We might get to it. that on next. On we're going to save that. Show. I'm typing it right now on the sheet. That's that's happening right now. Jamie uh, Newman, most important quarterback in UGA history. Listen, here's changing the, the guard. Here's the hoping. Changing the season. Here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. You're right. Um, he he. By the way, he wins this national championship. Jamie Newman is my favorite quarterback in the University of Georgia history. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't care. Okay. I don't care who you like. Every player on the team is my favorite player of any team in the history Ever. of the University of Georgia. Boss Bailey be damned. You did not block every kick. Boss. I never seen him block any kicks, to be honest with you. That's what I'm gonna be saying at the end of the year. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be talking about Walter Grant blocked every kick. <laughs> Yeah. This year, he's the best outside Kobe linebacker. Dean made he's every a, tackle. He's the best outside linebacker we've ever had. At the University of Georgia, Walter Grant. Uh, um, uh, all right, that I don't. I wouldn't say either of us convinced the other person of our takes, but um, we'll I give think, it a shot. I think we we at least made progress on that front. Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, all right, we'll be back tomorrow. We got more to talk about. Um, and we got dumb stuff we read on the internet. We've got some mm. would you rathers, maybe. Uh, maybe we'll talk about Kirby Smart and how much longer he has as head coach. Uh, who knows? But we'll be back tomorrow and Thursday and Friday to talk about all those things and uh, probably a lot more. So we'll talk to you guys then. See ya.